0: Today on our show, we're going back to the beginning, Wayne. Back to where the countdown began as we give you, for the second time, 460 episodes later, our
1: top 10 spy films. Hit it, 007. Back <laughs> you know that song's called Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I did not. There you go. Right. Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 461 and my ass's name is Wayne.
0: And my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We get down stuff in order of awesome you don't have to. And every once in a while we like to revisit topics that we did almost back in the dizzy years ago. And the very first episode of the show, you can't find it anywhere except through Patreon, was the top 10 spy films we reviewed Kingsman. Did Matthew, we? Yes, Matthew Vaughan's film there. And I thought, you know what? Matthew Vaughan's released Argyle. That's review this week. If you haven't checked it out already from earlier in the week, you can mm. hear some strong thoughts about that. Strong. strong.
1: Let's just say it won't be on our list this week.
0: A lot of films are coming out between now and then. I did a little bit of estimation on oh. my list. I think I've seen somewhere around 2,000 films in the last nine years, Wayne, which means you've seen somewhere in the order of 120. That's right. <laughs> I was going to go with 90, but uh, thank you for spiking at 30. <laughs> But nevertheless, I believe this list will have changed and maybe our thoughts on the films as we presented them nine years ago have changed because we were probably a little bit more experienced in this game now. We have probably different views on
1: films. Roughly nine years
0: more. Yeah, and uh, our tastes have evolved
1: with all these films that Wayne almost saw. So, <laughs> <laughs> Paul asked me at the beginning of the show, he's like, so did your list change? I'm like, that's cute, Paul. You think <laughs> I know what the fuck I said nine years ago? I don't know what I said yesterday. So there you go.
0: Yeah, that was pretty much how the discussion <laughs> went. So here's what you get then. I did not look at my list until afterwards. I have had a glance to see how similar it is. There's a few similarities, but some real big differences. Wayne, who knows? He'll be playing jazz I, I without guarantee... actually realizing he, was, he played that song
1: before at Exa- some previous you know concert. You know what? I, these lists now, especially when we do a redux, right? It's all just colors and lights in my head now, Paulie. It's just like, yeah. you know, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to do anything. Things. I'm just like, you know what What's good? This. So, it's just there. Fair enough, then. Let's get into it, then, on the
0: other side of... No, let's just do it, Wayne. No, Fuck it. No recount. Let's no do it. No recount. Let's just launch into it,
1: Wayne. Take us away. All right, man. Uh, I got a little weird, like, left-field one for my number 10. It's called Charlie Wilson's War. Ah, okay. That is Tom Hanks, right? Yes. T. Hanks, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julia Roberts. Um, let's see. It's a powerhouse cast. Yes. It's quite a few folks. Now, here's what it is. It's actually a real true story. Apparently, in 1980... Congressman uh, Charlie Wilson, he basically decides that he should probably do a bit of good while he's in government, and he starts rummaging around in Afghanistan, and essentially he covertly starts funding guerrilla fighting against the Soviet Union uh, by the Mujahideen, now, what's the thing about this film is, it's probably the reason it's low on my list is, one, it's probably half geopolitics and half CIA. Okay, right? sure. But it features CIA prominently, then it, it's a spot. Definitely. Philip Seymour Hoffman is sort of the the, the roguish, like, not roguish, he's actually this weird kind of overweight, grumbly kind of Is he Charlie guy. Wilson or is Tom Hanks Charlie Tom Hanks is Charlie Wilson. Right. And here's the cool thing, Paul. Well, maybe not the cool thing, but... Charlie Wilson is a total poon hound. Like he just like goes and like fucks everyone. That would have required Tom Hanks to act pretty hard. It. If this is. I honestly think this is one of Tom Hanks' best performances mm. because he absolutely plays this player, player, player motherfucker. He's in like you know jacuzzis with hoes doing like coke and shit like that, right? With prostitutes, oh, sex workers. Exactly, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> he does, and all of his stuff. Apparently, this is true. Hot women a hot woman with an unbuttoned kind of blouses in the 80s. Remember, you could get away with that <laughs> shit, right? So um, I don't believe you. <laughs> he did. No, no, no. I'm yeah, not, I I'm anchor man. Oh, absolutely. Which is 70s, but anyway. <laughs> so him doing all of that stuff on top of just nailing everyone he possibly can. He then decides to kind of go. All right, well, let's see if we can do this. He manages to go down to Pakistan. He sees all these kids like blown up and stuff like that, and he starts getting like, "Holy shit, I got to do something about this." I mean, it gives me hope that a poon hound can also do good in the world. <laughs> like, that's a really great thing. <laughs> not, nothing to do with me, all right? I'm just saying in general. Of
0: course not. Right, nothing. Why would nothing.
1: I why would it give you hope? Well, every movie, whenever there's like some fucking player ass motherfucker, he's always victimized as an asshole. When the truth is, some of these people are great men. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um. What? I, no, I mean this is, and so I mean that's like a side note of the film. The fact that it actually is real and it is a real guy, and he's a real quote. It, the, the the whole movie itself is is very interesting in in so far as how it's put together. Written by Aaron Sorkin, uh. um, Mike Nichols directed, and what ultimately tells you is that the U.S. as much as they did do this to arm the Afghans and all that to fight you know Soviets and blow up their mm-hmm. fucking helicopters and all sort of shit. Rambo three. Yep, and once it stops. Like uh, literally, once it falls out of the public eye, after he raised a billion dollars to actually give these folks, the U.S. went. You know what? No one's really talking about this anymore, and they just stopped. They just straight up stopped. And he himself, Charlie Wilson, there's a quote from him just saying, "We did this amazing thing, and then we fucked it up at the end." Right. Because they just pulled all their funding and other people in the same spot, just like always. That's how it works. But it's a really yeah. great. It's a great watch, and Philip Seymour Hoffman is wicked. I mean, he's always wicked. But the, what he's doing here yeah. is this I don't give a fuck guy. It's great. Nice. Nice. No, never
0: seen it, which is why I had me uh, contribute mm. to the conversation. Mm, I am sorry. And just to explain my Tom oh. statement there, he is a renowned, faithful man. And no one's ever had a bad word to say about him in a I read an article once suggesting he might have only slept with two women in his entire life.
1: Oh, my God. Mm. So, oh, by the way, Emily Blunt is in this film. She has never, never looked better. If you are a it's fan, a I do suggest you check it out. That's uh,
0: a b- very big call. My number 10, Wayne, we saw in the life of the podcast in 2017. It sneaks in here. Go on. Atomic Blonde.
1: Oh, that's one of my honorable mentions because it's so fucking good.
0: Look... I was a little disappointed at the time watching this one. I, I, I expected so much out of it. And it does have a couple of, particularly one of the greatest action sequences put to film, which elevates it in my eyes. It gets a little bit muddled in the line, but basically it follows Charlie's Theron as an undercover MI6 agent sent to Berlin during the Cold War, the late 80s, I believe, to investigate the murder of a fellow agent and recover a missing list of double agents. Very spy That's Oh, it's much, Spy City. That's pretty
1: much the spy start playbook, really, of writing a script. But, of course, the focus of this film is it's basically a Tom Wick. <laughs> it's a John Wick version with the Charlize Theron's in it. Uh, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. It's kind of John wick
0: Yeah, because it's directed by David Leitch, So Is he the same cracker? He's one of the co-directors of uh. John Wick. And there's a lot of sort of you know, interviews after the fact with her and you're trying to piece together what's going on. So I'm not sure the story structure did itself a lot of favours, but I, I did enjoy that. You know, James McAvoy is in it, John Goodman, Eddie Marsan, Sophia Batello as well. So it's... Yeah, I had fun with the film. I just hoped it was going to be better than it was. But over time, the last six, seven years, my view towards it softened a little bit and I like it more
1: I'll tell you what I first I, watched it. The thing I remember about the film was obviously the action, yes, mm-hmm. the stairway sequence that you're That's referring to. But watching her and James McAvoy play off each other is actually another highlight of the film for me. It's the things that I remember. I don't remember the actual structure of the film, mm. but I remember liking it on that level. Yep. So I'm on board with this one, absolutely. All right, cool. Nice nine. One. Number nine. Number nine is going to mess with you, Paul. Mm. It's Tenet. Um, slightly lower. What?
0: It's on your list? Yeah. Holy shit. It rests with me because you've got a record saying, this film fucking sucks. Yes. Okay, it fucking sucks. You've also got a record saying, but I can't stop watching it. Exactly. Now, here it is, Paul. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, Tenet. 2020's film. I thought I was going to be absolutely lambasted for this choice. From Chris Nolan. You've
1: taken some of my fire or the, some of the sting out of that. I'm fine with it because here it is, okay? Now. You've got, you know, Denzel's boy and Rob Pattinson and shit like that. And a mm-hmm. lot of folks in there. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson, the dude from yesterday. All this shit, Kenneth right? Kenneth Elis- Branagh, Yeah, who I didn't know of before this. Whatever. Now, remember, everyone. The time was 2020. We were all locked in our houses. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought the world was ending. People were sick. Whatever. All kinds of shit happened. And there was all kind of political shit about fucking vaccines, All right, mm-hmm. We were looking for something to bring us back, okay? And then Christopher Nolan literally said, this is going to save the movies. It was a little much, okay? Yeah, but maybe it
0: didn't quite save the cinema industry, but I I found it to be an absolute breath of fresh, clean air. Yes, a
1: non-contaminated air. I get it. I
0: get some of the criticism of the film. It is difficult to work your way through. I'm still not sure I understand it fully, but I do remember the moment I had seeing the cinema at the advanced screen that we got to go and see for this film, and
1: I just went, oh, I get it. It's going back. They're running. Oh, my God. Look. There's a million things we've talked about ad nauseum on this show about the problems with the film, the things that it did, my issue with it. Me basically taking exception to the fact that it really didn't make any sense. And I think someone posted it on the line recently. Yeah, David Power put something Dave up Dave said that, like, Christopher Roland said, you're not actually supposed to figure it out. And I'm like, you arrogant cunt. Yeah, that's a shit thing to say. All right? Like, you can't just do that, right? You just but meant also, to experience it. Fuck off. Exactly. My dick is much the same. You don't need to understand I, it, but I would you
0: experience I, it? I thought I had 90% of it down. I thought I was pretty like, yeah, I get this film. I understand what they're doing. I understand why they're doing it.
1: Even after, repeat, seven times, Paul. I've seen it seven times. You've seen it more, live. I've seen it twice, maybe three. Okay, so me, I here's what it is though, right? So the reason it's on my list is that, all right, all those things aside, if you watch this film, every freaking scene is, you can never say it's a bad scene. Every scene, you could say, that was compelling, I don't know what's going on and I don't know how it fits into the movie, but it is compelling. And here's the thing, it's a pure spectacle, amazingly shot, amazingly acted, amazingly directed if not amazingly written film and Christopher Nolan did it again where he forced me to... Well, he didn't force me, but he made me watch... was wine at gunpoint. Exactly. You know, I watched this thing seven times off my own back because it was so good to watch. Denzel and Rob Patterson is sexy as hell together. Just those two watching wandering on the film. Very, very cool. Wonderful fashion. Yeah, it's me. All right. And even Michael Kane is in it as well and stuff like that. And that was like... A movie that did this much to get me to watch it so many times, even though I didn't have a, like, have a fundamental problem with it, some magic
0: is here. Probably. clearly. I just found it exhilarating.
1: It I is found, exhilarating. I found it, it to is an be exhilarating film.
0: the next level up in one way from Inception. Inception requires, nay, demands your attention. And you give it. And you can't fall asleep in this film and, and keep up with what's going on, who's doing what, and why they're doing it. And there are some moments I want to again acknowledge it's not perfect. There's some moments like, what? Well, what, what's, Why is Kenneth Branagh... Aiming to do this. How does this solve his problems? No. None of it really makes no, it any doesn't. fucking sense. Again,
1: Christopher Nolan will but make you watch anything.
0: Damn, was I behind John David Washington and Robert Patterson as they tried to prevent this from happening. And I love the bits and pieces of when they're going backwards in time working against us I thought it was so ingeniously filmed.
1: Even if, towards the end of the film, there's that big battle sequence where they're in this like mine mm-hmm. thing where yep. they're trying to blow up. That. I'm like, if you think about the whole movie, it's like, that just popped up. Like, we didn't... All of a sudden, they are in a battle zone. I'm like, I thought this was a fucking spy movie. I thought it was a... Thi-. Nope. All of a sudden, they were, in, they were in, like... They've got two teams, this, that. It becomes an army movie. And you don't mind one bit, Paul, because you're having such a good time watching it. 100%. Gotta 100%. Say, so, I'm say. glad it's
0: on your list. It's also on mine. We'll see how high it goes. My number nine, Wayne, is the first, but not the last. James Bond film. <gasps> I normally try to limit these things, but you know what? I've got two franchises with two entries on this list. Could not do it. My number nine is Skyfall. Previously, my favourite James Bond film.
1: Oh my. Then we know what the other one is. Um, well, I hope you do. And it Sky- starts with gold. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> Skyfall
0: was the first and only time in a first watch of a James Bond film. Where we went, wow, that film took me places. I did not expect to go in a good way. Most James Bond films take you in places you don't expect to go. And you're like, this is uncomfortable. And if you think back to the old ones, sexist and, and racist and weird, but this one, is it
1: racist? The old ones?
0: Something. Well, the, the Connery Bonds, possibly. Yes, yeah, all the way back. I'm not where... talking about Goldeneye. No, stuff. no, okay, okay. No, but I mean, obviously, Russians are bad guys in Goldeneye because the Russians were the bad guys. And now again. again.
1: Thunderball, that was the fucking most racist <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Sam Mendes here in 2012 gives, I think what was really powerful is, yeah, all right, misstep with Quantum Follow, follows sure. But there's a through line in these James Bond films in the Daniel Craig era where... It matters now. Things have impact and follow through. He's driven by what happens in the end of another film, which I'm not going to mention just yet. So there's stakes, if I can put it that way. Characters die and they stay dead. They don't miraculously pop back up and just, oh, Q is Q again and M is M again. Oh, hey, you know what I mean? So there's that. Plus, in this film, it becomes, at the end, a siege film with James Bond's brain ingenuity versus a superior number of forces. That I love the fuck out of. Bro. This is actually... probably not that much of a spy film, really. It's more a revenge film and him trying to survive. He's a spy. It's a spy film. He's still
1: a spy. I right? get it. Yeah. James I, Bond. This is actually my favorite of the Craig Bonds. Um, really? I know. I know we're thinking about another film, right? But that So other- is this on your list? Yeah, it's on my list. Okay, cool. High up too, mm-hmm. right? The great thing about this film, it is a meditation. Among everything it's doing, right? It's a meditation on aging. And it's about Bond who, you know, he's, he, the plot is he, he gets killed. He uh, enjoys his anonymous retirement. Then he comes back and he realizes he's not as sharp as he used to be. He's having trouble c- passing all the tests. He's having to convince people. And he's going back on the field and he's pretty much like towards the end of his effectiveness kind of in terms of being that sharp super agent who can hang on to elevators as it rides through the fucking sky. So... That being said, it then still allows you to see, because even like the bad guy dude is like, is there any Hard of the uploaded. old yeah Bond left? And he's like, the whole theme is like, are you now past it? And he does that sweet, sweet move when he's shooting, you know, the the whiskey off the girl's head, where all those guys have guns pointed at him and he fucks them all up in like half a second. And I'm like, you know what? Because you're a goddamn Bond. That's why. <laughs> and it's it's so, so good with that shit. Skyfall yep. is like Great. Amazing! I'm and stunned.
0: It's your favorite, but okay, I. I, I
1: know what you. I know what you're expecting, yeah. but here's the thing, though, right? It even goes as far. I'm, I'm as a
0: basic bitch when it comes to James Bond.
1: No, no, I understand, but he's, the, even the theme, even now, uh, even doing all that cool shit at the end of the film, you even see kind of where the bonds go to pasture. Like you see him mm. go back to the mansion. It's like so. It takes you all the well, way to the, the, the end siege of that. Happens. Yeah, and you know, with the M thing and you know, all, the, it's like it's an it's, ending of sorts. It sucks that
0: the next two films after this. <laughs> aren't very good. The
1: two next two films are great, no, Paul. What was the one after this one? Spectre. Spectre was fine and the last one was amazing. It's just such no, a different film no, that it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't it like was a Bond film. As, as far as uh, swan songs go, one of the best I've ever seen. Wow. One guy talking. But anyway, yeah, Skyfall, love the shit. Glad it's on your list. Cool. What's your number eight? Number eight is a film that, this is pure nostalgia, people, uh, but I've always been fond of it, Enemy of the State. <laughs> now, I know. Will I don't Smith. remember enough about it to be honest. All right, let me tell you about it, okay? So it's basically you know, the, the
0: thing I remember most. Of his film is in the lingerie shop. Trying of course to buy, you do. Of course. Trying to buy lingerie for his wife,
1: girlfriend, whatever it is.
0: And the woman's pointing the woman's towards like the titties, breasts, how big. Is like, is how about like, oh, way bigger than that? exactly.
1: Exactly. Now, remember when Will Smith was charming and everyone liked him, folks? Remember that? remember that time? Before the great flap. time. Wonderful time. Exactly. Now, he's he's basically a lawyer, and he you know witnesses some shit. Gets something passed to him by Jason Scott, and. Ends up having all this spy agency with like Gene Hackman Gene ha- and fucking what's his name? Uh, I don't
0: know. You're the one fucking tell the story. Who's
1: the who's 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 the uh, Buffy character that turned into a werewolf? Seth Green. Seth Green. Yeah, him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all of those folks uh, are chasing after him. Right now, what a podcast! What's actually <laughs> and Lisa Bonet, if you like that. What is cool about this film, the reason I love it, Paul, is that at the time, it's actually all about EDC, Paul. no, oh, of course it, it is. It is. It's about everyday carry. Now, um, Real Smith's character, the thing is, if you watch it now, it's about retro tech, but at the time, it was cutting-edge <laughs> tech, all right? He carries this fucking Philips phone. It's a Philips phone. Has anyone ever heard of a Philips phone? No, because it was a fucking failure, right? But it's a full-on, like, <laughs> boop, boop, boop phone, right? It's like one of those shits. How's the audience? Boop. And so... <laughs> And a Montblanc pen, and a this, and a that and, that, and they use they bug all of his like things that he carries, and that's how they keep him around the place. Really, really great. It's a Tony Scott movie, and which means a lot of close-up shots and this and that. And I still love the way it worked out. It's actually a great, cool film. And towards the end, he plays off the mafia against the bad guys, and it makes it a really. I always love this film. I've always loved it, so it's a great watch. You know, if you've never seen Enemy of the State, put on your 1998 hat, <laughs> right? And just kind of give it, it's great. I love it. What, what does a 1998 hat look like? Uh, well, there's a lot of cross colors being worn uh, as you wear the hat, <laughs> um, and uh, you're a big fan of sugary. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbest <laughs> shit anyone ever said in the history of, and I don't think I'm exaggerating <laughs> here. Time. No, no, it's great. Is this why I like disclosure? movie disclosure. Yeah, yeah. Because then it came out. It was like, ooh, cutting edge yeah. PR. I'm that's like, it looks like shit. Well, now.
0: that's the problem with any films about technology. But
1: I love looking at it now. I'm like, oh, that's what we thought it would be like. It ain't like that at all.
0: <laughs> all right, my number eight. Is a film which I've only seen once. I really enjoyed it almost 13 years ago. It was on my list in episode one as well. It's Hannah, directed by Joe Wright.
1: Great show. Great and
0: show. stars our own Eric Banner and Shirsi Ronan in a very early role as, oh, really? as Hannah. Here well, on. the
1: girl was Shirsi mm-hmm. so Ronan. Kate
0: Blanchett is the baddie in this particular film. So it's got Aussie DNA dripping all over it. And this is a surprisingly cool meditation on what it takes to become a killer and how Hannah, this she, how we say her name. I'm so really. Sosha. Sosha. Ronan is, I guess, 13, 14, maybe 15 years old in this film. And she's been shaped by her father, who was a spy. And they're all oh, she's 16. There you go. She's 16 in the film. And she's been trained to be the perfect assassin, and then has to go off and put those skills to the test when Kate Blanche's organization gets too close. Mm. And there is one or two excellent action sequences in here, as well as a couple of killer, well, one killer one-shot. Joe Wright's known for doing some pretty cool one-shots.
1: I was surprised. this I is g- a
0: guy who directed, like, you know, Pride and Prejudice and shit like that. I know. That, so
1: that's why it's cool,
0: right? It was very surprising. that I thought it was going to be a big old piece of shit. But uh, I, I really dug it. So,
1: yeah. yeah. And by the way, before any Irish folks get pissy, it's actually like Searsha. Oh, how you sorry. Say it. No, that's how I, I said I it up as well. Okay, so there what? <laughs> there's, there, there's no coming <laughs> back from that. So forget about it. Um, yeah, I, I liked this film, man. I wasn't expecting to like it as well. So yeah, I think cool. it's uh, the
0: surprise fact that gets it up here for me at uh, number eight.
1: Big time. For my number seven, we go back to 19. 87, oh. okay, and uh, this film was the first time I experienced in my like working knowledge, or oh, memory, such a blowout ending, surprise ending, that I was like, oh, can movies do this? It's no way out, yes. Kevin Costner, okay? And Kevin Costner is, a couple of things about this film. I went, I drove past Presidio in San Francisco. Did Virginia. you? Yes. so cool. I actually um visited, uh, well visited, drove as close as I could to the Pentagon in Washington mm-hmm. Trust me, close to the Pentagon means still barely can see it, <laughs> right? Anyway, so Kevin Costner is a fucking a US naval officer, and he's investigating a murder. It is pure 80s overkill, this film, okay? Everything about it is too much. Oh, it's got Sean Young in it, so it now, must be. exactly. He has an ill-hated and ill-advised affair with Sean Young. I think where all they, affairs with Sean Young were Ill, ill-advised. Oh, yeah, i a fan
0: of <laughs> oh, I've heard that she was, you know, all kinds Insane? of- Insane? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, but I'll tell you this. So they do it in the back of a limo, right? And the limo driver can, is talking to them. Hey, how's it going? And he's like taking her pants off and he's like... Wayne, Wayne's like high-fiving the limo driver. <laughs> well, be fantasy
0: achieved.
1: No, but it's like in like the fantasy 80s... Fantasy achieved. It is one of those times where Sean Young actually like... She kind of wriggles out of her bottoms. And the way her body moves, it's actually kind of burned in my brain. I'm not actually a fan of hers, but it's uh, I'm a yeah. fan of how ladies move, shall we say, <laughs> <laughs> in that move, in that move. Okay, that's aside the point, of
0: course. All right, ladies, because <laughs> we're looking to shimmy.
1: It's called a shimmy, Paul. A shimmy. A shimmy. Right now, all <laughs> well, I call it that. Um, but I mean, how do we sh- get here? Shimmying and punting aside, the spy thriller of all spy thrillers, because not be at number seven. <laughs> well, these are spy movies as opposed to thrillers. Okay, uh, back in the day, I'm saying it's great for. Aren't it. all spy movies thrillers by all right, nature? All right, all right. No, no. Mm, what about fucking Tinker Taylor suck my dick? That isn't thrilling at all. Meant it's to be. boring as dicks. Meant to be? It's yeah, not on well, my it list. ain't, motherfucker, because it's bullshit. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. Well, how John about Le wrote that film, did he? That, but, that book.
0: I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, apologies to all the Le Carr fans
1: out there, and indeed <laughs> the fans of that particular <laughs> film. Didn't understand a word of it, ladies and gentlemen. Couldn't find it. Anyway, sorry. I should say 80s thrillers of all thriller. How about that? 80s by oh, thrillers. Okay. Is that better? Okay. I'm not going to spoil it in case anyone wants to revisit it or look at it for the first time. But when that movie ends, the ending, that is a somewhat of a surprise, was dropped on you so casually that I only realized what was happening halfway through the scene. And I went, what the fuck? Now, remember, I'm 14 years old. Yeah, fair. So I've never seen a damn thing before, but I love No Way Out. Give it a try, ladies and gentlemen, if you like very a shimmy. Nice, very nice,
0: very nice. My number seven is the one good thing an ex-relationship gave to me. From Herpes. 2006, <laughs> this film was made. Hey? Herpes. Herpes the it's film. It's <laughs> called The Lives of Others, or in German, Das Lieben der Anderen.
1: I knew you'd go this way. It's go ahead, boy. by
0: Florian Heckel van der Donnersmark. <laughs> <laughs> well done, old man. Seriously. Uh, yes, this is a film which is in the IMDb Top 250. It's set in the 80s in East Berlin. Oh. So the wrong side of the Berlin Wall. Yes. If you happen to be someone who wants to think their own way. So, and is it
1: set in the eighties or was it an eighties film?
0: It's set in the eighties. Made in two thousand and six. Got it. And it basically follows a writer who has communist leanings. He believes, you know, that's the way that the German state should be going.
1: Little Pink Devil. Go and
0: ahead. he's got a younger girlfriend. And because of his leanings and some of the things in public, a member of the Stasi <laughs> is assigned to monitor him. And so they tap his house, all this kind of shit, and he becomes very involved in their lives because he's got no fucking life himself. Mm. And then when evidence comes to life, what is this Stasi operative going to do? Is he going to sell this bloke out? Yeah. Is he going to help him out? What's he going to do? Oh, really? That's the film. It's intriguing. It's wonderful. It's it's long. It's 137 minutes, but it's you're engaged the whole way through. Once you get through 15, 20 minutes of it and you're, you're with the characters, you want to see how this plays out. And it plays out. I don't I want to spoil it. I, I want to encourage anyone who's not seen this film, and I, I suspect there'll be a lot of our listeners because it's not the common fare that we deal with. Give me the name again The Lives of Others Das Leben der anderen. All right. Uh, 2006 film. Yep. IMDB top 250. Have a look at it there. You'll find interesting. It. I've I mean, oh, if it's in the oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty big. And go from there. Yeah. So um, any yeah.
1: foreign film in that top 250 is news. You should you should look at it.
0: Right. Yeah. I've seen some of those films that IMDB or, top 250, which not. are foreign, which are fucking garbage. Really. And so boring. This is not one of them. <laughs> it's uh, it is edgy, seat stuff. By you know halfway through the film, you're like, like, oh, fuck. How is this going to play out?
1: Wow. Mm. Okay.
0: And you know, we know that Berlin Wall comes down in 88, '88, whenever it was.
1: Yeah, whenever that was. 90,
0: whatever the fuck year it was. So you know that it's going to come to an end, but will these people survive that long?
1: Mm, Very nice. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, My number six, we're just going to whip into this. It's Sneakers, okay? God, you (laughs) love this movie. I've seen it once and I still don't understand. It's one of my favorite films, Paul. Like It's just the perfect blend of comedy, spy, Bob Redford, you know Sydney Poitier, Sydney Poitier, fucking Ben Kingsley, um, and River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Right. Look, it's a 1992 film, but I remember it like it's a fond 80s film. Okay. I don't know. I can't really understand. I, you know, but it is great. It is cool, and I don't. There's not a scene I don't love about the film. Easy to watch, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very easy to watch. So, uh, if you've got nothing to do and you feel like some nostalgia, this is the movie for you. For real, sneakers, 1992.
0: Okay, I don't remember enough about it to comment one way or the other. I'm, I'm surprised. I don't remember. I remember seeing it at the drive in. That's all I remember, really. Drive it. in?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were in year 12, Cracker. Yeah, we were. She yeah. All right, my all number right.
0: six. Here's where I had tenant. Tenant. Tenant? Yeah. yeah. Tenant. Tenant? <laughs> tenant? Here's where I had lodger.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: here's where I had. <laughs> Guy goes back in time and real. No, here's where I had tenant. Tenay. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and. To be clear, addition to my list along with Atomic Blonde we weren't on my original list in episode one. You
1: know, this is a pretty high, Paul. Mm. Not bad. Well, so we've
0: got uh, five more that I have beaten at. Wayne, what is the top half of your list beginning with? Number five.
1: Now, I don't know where. I'm sure this was in my previous list, but I can't remember. But it's true lies.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the slowest of slightly low. Lowest, okay, no, fine. Number four for number
1: me. Four. Okay, so true lies, right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, if you're a long time listener to the show, we've probably talked about this before. Yeah, so we definitely have. But um, let we, me tell you how. We reviewed it, didn't we? Here's how exactly we did. In fact, uh, here's how we worked out, though. Right, when this bad boy came out in '94, mm-hmm. which some people consider to be the finest year of oh, movies Vegas ever, it's
0: Shawshank and, Shawshank and, L- and L- the, the, the fucking old pulp fiction, pulp
1: fiction. Yeah. Also, anyway, so Two Lies comes out. We, as children, are motherfucking what? It's 19 years old. 19. 19. 2019. 2019. Right. And uh, we used to hit the cinemas quite a bit, not just me and that Paul. That was the
0: era before the podcast where we were going most weeks.
1: Most weekends. And it wasn't just me. It was weeks, a group. Thursday night was, yes. the, was the thing. Thursday night. A group, group of fellows who couldn't get laid. Yep. Just going out there. And then we got to Lakers and try and get laid. Exactly. And then I failed. Um, so.
0: Actually, no, I had a girlfriend at the time. So. There you
1: go, Paulie. See, Paulie was getting some ass, but everyone else dry as a goddamn coat, <laughs> you know? Anyway, so we hit the um, Cine center, I believe. I'm not sure if it was, but we went out there and... When did Carrah get made? Carasmell. It could have been Carasmell, yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, well, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, we go out there and it's James Cameron and we think to ourselves... And remember, this is, not, this is Arnie at his zenith, okay? There was no kind of... It was understood he was the biggest movie star in the world. Yes, there was a sly thing going back and forth, but basically... It's to Back po- when they hated each other. Yeah, and I, to my knowledge or to my estimation, Arnie was not yet... He was a leading man, but he wasn't a leading man like this. Oh he come was, on! He was Conan. He's Predator. Yeah, you're right. But I'd never seen him in a suit before, Paul. Running Man. I'd never seen I him, him as in a suit. secret.
0: Okay, so let's ignore everything Wayne just said. No, it's like, no, no. First it's... time I to see uh, Arnie in a the suit. Therefore, now it counts.
1: Well, to my knowledge, he had never been a secret agent before. So oh, he oh, could. Fuck. Is that he... what it takes to be a leading man? A little bit. He could be. Co- he could be tough, but could he be cool, Paul? <laughs> the answer here is yes. Now, because when we saw it, James Cameron directed it, and we were fans because of Aliens, so we were aliens, expecting a few things. The
0: Abyss, Terminator 2, exactly. to name but a few, right. which is, I think, all his films at that point in time. And apart from Piranha 2 this morning.
1: Right, right. That we did. Yes, oh I can't remember God. if he got his name taken off it in the end or not, though. I would. Well, remember now, but we'd never seen James Cameron do a comedy. This is a comedy, it's action comedy, all mm-hmm. right? When it came out, and even from the start, and he flies in, and he does a thing, and he pulls the parachute back up. we well, you going to the front door. Ballsy, stupid, but ballsy. Oh, to oh, sorry. Whoa, do whoa, it? whoa. Nah, whoa. You. Hey, look,
0: if, if you set it up, i
1: got to knock it, it down. Just, as I said it, I knew. What the fuck? Ballsy. Stupid, but ballsy. Yeah. Uh, fuck What a you. fun, the you. you. up, up your butt. This <laughs> is um, right as well. <laughs> but from every moment there on, the movie itself was so cool. Jamie Lee Curtis with the sexy this, that scene and all. When we walked out, I remember what Paul said to me. He said, in a word, spectacular. That's what you said to me. <laughs> right? I, don't, I don't remember saying that back we then. We talk like that back then and a little bit now. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, 41
0: fucking degrees today, oh, so yeah. it what? was 42, it's come oh, down. F-
1: hot, yeah, Celsius everyone. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, but I've, even the scene where Jamie Lee Curtis fires an Uzi, it falls down the stairs, <laughs> kills everyone. Yep. It was executed so well that we
0: didn't mind. I watched this with my daughter not that long ago, probably Did a year you? or so ago.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: well, yeah, it's, there's violence I, in it, but it's not like no, no, I'm just blood and gore. No, everywhere. this is a,
1: an interesting. I'm interested, like what? And you she was a,
0: she was kind of on board a little bit, then she was like, oh, that's silly, and then at the end, she's like, uh, so she got bored. So it's not today's generation.
1: But if you show any young kid stuff from when our, we were kids, I right? Know, I love fucking Jaws. Yeah,
0: I guess that was 20 years. I'm before. hoping you didn't show her that. No, uh, yeah, my daughter's watched Jaws. <laughs> really? Yep. And, jo- and Jaws too, And? And oh, she stopped at Jaws too, which with my guidance. So good not call, other. good call. Wait, did she like Jaws? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got to turn away from the chomping bits oh, of blood. Oh, okay, all right. All but
1: right. otherwise, she really dug it, yeah, for a while. Did there, she swim was... in the sea much?
0: Actually, to be fair, she has kind of got a bit of a fan. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> 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 my dad had a Jaws t-shirt, and ever since then, I don't, like. I'm an Asian anyway, so I don't really go in the water. I just walk around the beach. But anyway, uh, so yeah, sorry. True Lies, big fan. Available on Amazon Video, apparently, if you're interested. Okay. Yeah, and I, I hear
0: there's plans in the works to make a 4K. Oh, really? Of
1: it. i suppose there isn't already. No,
0: well, he's notoriously difficult around that shit. So there's not, I think did the abyss just get made? I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, and Termo 2, weirdly enough, is one of the worst 4Ks going around. My number five, Wayne, is the first but not the last entry into this franchise for me. It's Tom Cruise is Mission Colon Impossible. The first one.
1: Oh, the first one. Yes. Interesting call. Cool. Brian De
0: Palma before he De Palma'd for those long-term fans oh, of before. the show 1996 when they reinvented the TV series and killed all the MI, uh, what are they called, Mission Impossible operatives off in the first scene other than Tom Cruise, who is now nursing that trauma as he begrudgingly forms a new group of people that help him take down what he has to take down, including one of the greatest, I think, sequences ever filmed in terms of tension it's going for the knock list. Oh, great. great what stuff. a sequence. And Brian De Palma on top of his fucking game. There's some good long shots. There's so many nice casual, not casual, but purposeful zooms in slowly to shit. Simply Man, amazing. And uh, look, I, I think if you watched it now, it probably wouldn't hold up. But that sequence on the bullet train with Jean Reno in and, and the it's helicopter
1: good and shit. It's still good if you ask it's me. It's so good. I mean, when it, uh, I remember I was talking about it before it came out. You said to me this. You said apparently Tom Cruise is doing a Mission Impossible film. And I went, really? And he said, but it's just fucking him. There's no team. And I said, what? And he went, I know. And I'm like, oh, shit. And we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Then you get there and you find out that there is a team, but they all get like, you yeah, know, so and it's and fucking Thomas, Emilio Estevez, Emilio Estevez, fucking John well, Voight, yep. motherfucking, you know, and like, yes, they all get dusted. We didn't know that. But when it came out, and, it, and we were like, I can't believe how good this is. And I remember what it was was the, the trailer, not the trailer, it was on Entertainment Tonight. They had one scene of the helicopter blowing up and him going from the helicopter and on, landing it, yeah. onto the train. And I went, What was that? Because that was well, I'd never seen shit. anything like yeah, that before. It was amazing. I remember walking out of the house to
0: go and see this movie and saying to my dad, This is around the time we made our film, we're making our films, yep. right? <laughs> I am mean, saying to my dad, This is the first time going to see a film. And I'm excited about the director, Brian De Palma.
1: Isn't that nuts? After Carlido's way. This is the start of the rot, poll Because yeah. when we started taking notice of directors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ooh. That's where so. the podcast was born from. My number five. Nice one. Mission
0: colon impossible.
1: Very good. Now, my number four is, in fact, Kingsman, the Secret Service. Low. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me what you think about this. So this is like, okay, here's what it was, everyone. It's a product of its time as well. 2014. Okay. <laughs> Ten years ago. Yeah. Which was, like... Is it 10 years ago? This was the... No, was it 2014 or 2015? 2014. 2014, yeah. Here's what happened, right? This was about the time where the ridiculous like the James Bond franchise with Pierce Brosnan had become ridiculous and they went oh shit we've got to go and change and and you know with fairness to the broccoli people they knew after Die Another Day it had become so ridiculous with him surfing in a parasail shilk and fucking doing weird shit it become weird and they went we've got to one fire Pierce Brosnan and two go a whole different way and they started with the Daniel Craig's which became very serious and very
0: cool. It's technically 2014 because it came out 13th of December, but it wasn't released around the world until February of 2015, which is when the podcast started in March. So that's why ah, we reviewed
1: it first. Okay. Yeah, good. So. You really confused me. Though. I'm like, hang on. Have we done 10 years of the show? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only you would think about that compared to me, but. What happened, happened. There's was like, all of a sudden, it was understood in the spy movie industry that, oh, we're going serious now, people. We're not winking and nodding to the audience anymore. We're just doing that. But then Kingsman comes out and it's completely like the old Bond films as in, it's funny, it's tongue-in-cheek, it's making gags. And literally, they actually refer to it in the film where Colin Firth and Sam Jackson are talking and they're like, He's like, do you like spy films? And Colin Firth's like, they're all a bit serious for me now. I'm like, ah, meta, meta, meta. So, yeah, it was amazing though.
0: It it is. It remains amazing. And this is Matthew Vaughan at the height of his powers. He's come off kick-ass and he's made this film. Yep. And to manage to cast Colin Firth, a guy who I've had zero time for. Had I seen fucking Mamma Mia before this movie? (laughs) And even less fucking time for him. Mr. Darcy Paul. And make him into the character he is in this film, who is so brilliant. Wicked. Taryn Egerton, who I'd never seen anything never, I didn't know who the hell he was. Now he's made a name for himself largely off this franchise of films. Wonderful as well. Then you've got Samuel Jackson, there's the one misstep of this film with his ridiculous list. The list, I don't don't understand why. It was the worst thing about the film. I wish we could, bloody, retroactively have him refilm his dialogue over the top of that. That would make it way better. But otherwise, this film's great. This film is the perfect blend of it's legitimately funny. It has some wonderful action sequences, and it's got the spy shenanigans as well as a training
1: montage. What more do you fucking need, bro? I remember the opening with Jack Davenport mm-hmm. and that whole scene. I'm like, oh my god! If Mark this, Hamill. if this, yeah, Markham. If this keeps up, even at this level, and it did. It did. It Fucking did, man. It did amazing work. And this is the thing about. I said this in our in our Argyle review, but Matthew Vaughn he takes big swings. Mm-hmm. And this one is one of the times it paid out, uh, paid off, and uh, let's So, uh, but slightly by a lot. Now, just a quick note: I mentioned this. End of the movie Kingsman <laughs> butt fuck joke. I've seen a version of this thing where they just cut it out. They literally cut it out. That's that's, which apparently is pandering to your ex girlfriend of yours who was so incensed. Oh, wow, that she joke. was. I, can't, <laughs> I didn't like that ending. I'm like, well, I fucking loved it. So, um, again, like irreverent. But but wonderful. The Kingsman Secret Service is definitely up high. Obviously this high. This is a film this.
0: where heads explode literally and they do it with this ridiculous, colorful... Da, 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 uh, da, 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 yeah. Boom, 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 right? Boom, right? That's Which what worked, worked in this film.
1: Absolutely worked. His Argyle similar, tried the Argyle same tried thing. Argyle tried it and it fucking dismally. fell flat as shit. So here's where it works. And this is what the fine line of art. Sometimes you don't know what works. Maybe he's he's over the hill, Paul. Maybe he's... Uh, mm-hmm. The plumbing. Mm-hmm. He's certainly sort of working. Uh, yeah. Alrighty
0: then, so my number four, we started to get a fair bit of crossover here. My number four is True Lies. Okay. So, as I said, not far down from where you had it, Wayne, what's your number three?
1: My number three is The Man from Uncle. Yeah, of course. It of is. course it is. I
0: don't rate this film at all.
1: How do you not I rate the it film, once Paul? I was like, eh. Oh my god. It's one like, of the most beautiful films I've seen. And it's one of the coolest films I've seen. Like, I was like, eh. If anything, if anything. Wayne loves this? Eh. How did you not like it? If anything tells you that Henry Cavill is the next Bond, eh. fingers crossed. It's this film. Also, him being sure like. Surely it's Idris Elba. No, it's Henry Cavill. Like, I mean, I, I'd be happy with either of them. Idris but. is a bit old these days, Paul. Yeah. And I think Kennedy is just about the right because when he first auditioned for Bond, he was too young. Hmm. And now he look, I don't know what's going to happen he's gonna here. Need a haircut. Oh look, he's he's I know, haircut so the haircut for a wolf, the gentleman of ungainly wolf with a fuck yeah. That's the, well, at least he's got hair to cut there. This one was yeah no no flat top. But yes, he um, the 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 man from Uncle itself. And let's not forget. You know, Army Hammer, R.I.P., his career, right? Mm. You know, hey, I still think he probably isn't a real cannibal. I don't know, <laughs> right? <I'd, laughs> Wine loves to give the benefit of the doubt. He's talking shit to a woman online. You know what you say with those things? I don't know. I've heard that you do. So it's just, <laughs> uh, you maybe don't say let's eat you, but whatever. Who knows? Wine, how many times <laughs> has it
0: gotten hot and sexual? between you and a lady friend have you mentioned maybe I want to eat a part of you negative that's one time that's not your uh, yes, yes uh, right. not, not
1: literally eat it yes, yes exactly no look like, I don't know it's hard mean. to defend that shit man <laughs> it is hard but like look uh, Army can you a, just bail out now alright I'm out I'm out alright here we go so anyway the man from uncle ladies and gentlemen set in the 60s one of the wisest <laughs> moments the show ever <laughs> 60s with 60s fashion and filmed so amazingly beautifully by Guy Ritchie, none other than Guy Ritchie, that everything worked. Now, highlights of the film, Paul, which maybe you've forgotten. Are the cool sequences I right? have. Yeah, Army Hammer is in a fucking, he's fighting people on a boat. Any place I noted cannibal Army Hammer. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just say the cannibal guy? All right. And Henry Cavill is, a bu- like, is in a truck, and he finds a lunch and he decides to eat while this thing is happening. And there's this like, like you know, fucking operatic music playing. And then he decides to just drive the truck. What year off is this movie? Uh, Twenty fifteen. Paul. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure my my then girlfriend, my now wife, and I watched it together, and she was like, "Wayne likes that movie."
1: How do you know? I don't understand how anyone doesn't like it. It's so beautiful. It's like really. Because I mean, look, I also not that this matters, but I watched the original show back when I was a kid. Right. I uh, never had. And yeah, Kuriakin and fucking Solo and this and that, but. Han Solo is in the original Napoleon Solo is his name uh. But yes I've always wanted a sequel to this film I've always <laughs> look wanted Look at this Dana Wayne's face It was <laughs> immeasurable <laughs> You know what? Now that Army Hammer's all eating people and shit He can't get it There will never be a sequel But I think it's perfect the way it is How do you not like it, Paul? How uh, do you not like it? I think I gave it two and a half stars Shit This is one of my favourite movies three, all kind of all time I've shown it to countless people So, you know, there you go Oh, look, what you do in your private life <laughs>
0: versus the man from uncle should be kept I didn't eat any of (laughs) them Paul. Well you showed it you said showed it I just assumed surely you've shown it to more people than man from uncle. (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: And not just on the train station. (laughs) Yeah there's a lot of pictures out there.
0: (laughs) None of them flattering my number three. (laughs) is the other James Bond film on my list. Apparently it's not on yours, Wayne. Casino Royale. Look. Wayne, how have you not got
1: this film all right, in let me, your let, list? Let me tell you a story, Paul. Oh, yeah. So I, not that long ago, had a girlfriend, and she was a vegan. They're all fucking vegans. What? No, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. And they... <laughs> Can not tell her that's more offensive to women <laughs> or vegans? <laughs> Take your pick. Um, so um, that says more about me than anything else, Paul. So I don't know what they choose. As often is the As case. As often is the case, yes. So anyway, she was a vegan and she did not like these macho-ass movies, especially of the James Bond varietal, Paul. So well, I took I don't u- generally like James Bond films either. Yeah, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I took it upon myself to say, hey, I'm going to show you one of the best movies ever, Cassino Royale," and I still believe it is amazing. However, Paul. Yes, it is. Um, look, I already put a Bond on my list. So I just, uh, one of the reasons it's not on this list is because I just didn't want two Bonds on there for these reasons. And not that I, there's a problem to do that, but I just, I just went that way. But when I showed it to her, right, I put it on, we sit on the couch, she sees the fucking timestamp. She goes, oh, two hours and 20 minutes or whatever uh, it is, right? At that point, did you just go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, what I did was I, w- I walked in front of her <laughs> and I just shot. It was like, <laughs> spun and look, shot.
0: How you conduct yourself in the
1: <laughs> bedroom slash living room. Even I, you know what? I really can't shoot that quick. i off the cuff. I just can't. It takes a while. Anyway. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I watched the film and I'm watching it with her, right? And she, she, she's sort of tolerating me and, and life, right? Um, and I'm watching the film going to self. you know what?
0: Don't let someone else no no drag no 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 no, look
1: I still stand think stand strong sir this is an amazing film but if I'm watching it for the seventh time at that stage probably right if you see a film seven times not at least doing something wrong no it's still amazing no doubt boo all right like yeah this is, a, this is a list choice here this is a show choice this is not necessarily my personal choice okay it's just how we're doing the
0: show no, I'm so hassling about it and just talk about how good Casino Royale tell is, me tell which me. I watched it the first time I went that was really good I'm really pleased that we have reinvented James Bond to not be the Pierce Brosnan version that he became that ridiculous fucking surfing a fucking tidal wave and, and it was and so the thing we needed right and to make it more serious and and okay as we talked about Kingsman takes the piss out of that but it was absolutely was required and they course corrected in a really really appropriate way I'm fascinated to see now what the next iteration of James Bond will be it's going to be reboot but the point be yeah it is a reboot because of course, you know what happens at the end of of No Time to Die but regardless. Like it's a rebooted in a more campy direction, a more kitschy direction. Could could that possibly I happen? I don't think Paul? that would play today.
1: I don't think it would do either. But what if we had this perfect execution? Because if anything, Kingsman proves that there's room for both in the same universe, in the same yeah, time. Can you? I don't know. I don't know if I James Bond know. can no, go no. that way. But you know what? I think that uh, if you go James Bond again, he's one. He's got to be younger, right? But he always is younger. Like Daniel Craig was in the thirties when he started Casino okay. Royale. Right? Right. So imagine that basis is as you said, Henry Cavill. But even there, the choice to actually remake a David Niven, not really King, like James Bond film into this one, that opening sequence. The
0: fucking action sequence on the Bro. So good. Sets bro. the tone. Showing his first kill. Sets the tone.
1: Absolutely. And then running through the fucking the parkour shit and, and isn't like? The,
0: like, the only relationship I've ever believed in any James Bond film, any James Bond film, Vespa. This one.
1: Yeah. Vespa. Absolutely. When, and it was so cool. When, okay, you know, spoilers. When what happens to her happens to her. Yep. His reaction is believable. Well, his reaction is believable. But also then when he's talking on the boat with them, he's like, so what? The bitch is dead. He says that because at that stage, he believes that Mm -hmm. she betrayed him. She sold him out. Right? And then even all the way till No Time to Die, right? He's actually, she's still referenced. He goes to see her grave and
0: like, it it meant something. These whole five films. Really great. They all tie in. That's what we need more of. Don't don't give me standalone fucking James Bond films where he walks off in the sunset with person A and then he's banging person B at the start of the next one it just cheapens his character it makes him seem like a complete harlot
1: it really makes me you're right what are they because the Broccoli has made the right call by switching in this mm-hmm. direction I believe it's one of the best studio decisions ever yeah I right? can go with that. and they saw it before it was like they knew for some reason that's the way they had to go so what do they know this well, time they point? saw it
0: from diminishing box office
1: returns but like they
0: don't, they don't do out the goodness of their heart
1: no but who's to say that the move they made was the right one. You know what I mean? It was a chance. It was a chance. But like they knew it and it worked and then they kept on going and it's still the way now. So maybe, maybe Paul, we've got a smart studio here. And Daniel Craig was, I couldn't see it after Road to Perdition. Nor could I.
0: But it was an inspiration. There's some fucking,
1: like, and they said that apparently that they liked him so much from, they they were so excited when they saw the first dailies because he is Bond. But everyone else was like, fuck this guy, fuck Mm. that guy. That's
0: always the way the internet slash fans
1: are are up in arms. It's not who I fucking wanted. Of the people who are <laughs> going to be the new Bond, <laughs> look, Henry Cavill. Obviously because I love him, I want to see it. I,
0: I do. I do like Idris Elba. But I'm sorry about his age. I understand. We could, we could do a bit of a dark night to Bond, couldn't we? That would
1: be interesting to do a sort of latter career Bond. But we've already done it, Paul. We just did it. Literally. Mm. He's, a, he's he's about to pasture Almost at not have time to die. Yeah. So you got to yeah, go yeah. young, right? I,
0: I'm, I anyway. don't have to make this decision. I don't give enough of a, of a shit to. to I give so much. Of but a shit. it's a great
1: film. So Casino my number three. Nice one, brother. Nice one. My number two. two is Mission Impossible Fallout, Paul? <sighs> what? No. Fuck off. Really? Ooh, oh, my. Oh, my. Well,
0: well, clearly the podcast winner. If it's your two and my one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Am I, everyone? I just saw it again recently because apparently that's what I do. It's magnificent. I watched it. Mission a- Impossible hyphen Fallout. Yes. Is amazing. 2018's again Henry Cavill. V- well, that's vehicle. not the
0: reason. it Tom Cruise, please.
1: It is Tom Cruise, but Henry, devil, don't you, hurt, don't you, hurt, baby. You
0: used to be a Tom Cruise fanboy. Now I do Henry love. Cabell I still fanboy.
1: love Tom Cruise's work. Okay,
0: no doubt. This film's astounding. How is? The sixth film in a franchise, the best, by a country fucking mile.
1: That is its own amazing shit right there, okay? And that's why Tom Cruise is probably is an alien, because how do you do Top Gun Maverick after whatever 20 years and have it be the box office success it is? No no
0: disrespect to Tom Cruise, but I honestly believe it's
1: Christopher McQuarrie. So do I. McHugh is the bomb. because He comes in for Rogue,
0: Rogue Nation, right? Yep. And he envisions a future where we're tying things together much closer. We're not allowing things just to be reset at the end of each film, which Agreed. is what had to happen to every Mission Impossible point. I'm sure, you've got Benji and you've got Ving Rhames, JJ yeah, and, J. J. yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. But okay, some of the characters come over, but it's almost like it just resets, and I hate that shit. It's like an episode of The
1: Simpsons. Uh, again, uh, you you can do that if you if you want to if if you make that deal with the audience, like um like when Batman resets. And, well, I'm a Batman fan, but like you know what I mean, like. I, I wanted Jack Batman to become like James Bond, nah. but there's a different. Guy. I, like,
0: I like continuity. I like stakes. I like things to matter that yeah. happens in each film, rather than having to be, oh, now we're back to well, whatever. It's now Val Kilmer who is is a cunt, and <laughs> not fashionable say <laughs> that anymore. But apparently
1: he was. So. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the, that's the word on the street. But with Fallout, okay, so again. They're kind. If you think about it, they're still doing like okay. Tom Cruise really, you know, did all the stuff. He really did the helicopter. He really jumped off the fucking Halo oh. jump thing. All of those things are amazingly huge and wicked. But for some reason, this one came together in a way that uh, all the others didn't quite as much. Yeah, I was stunned how good this movie was.
0: It was every absolutely. action set piece was was awesome. The sc- the score by Lorne Balfe or Balf. Yeah. Was was incredible as well. I think the direction's top notch. Yes, Cavill absolutely adds something here first as a an ally and then as an antagonist through the film. And your favorite Rebecca Ferg, Ferg Ferguson has never looked so good, amazing, right? Slash being so good. She she is amazing. Ethan Hunt's equal in this film franchise, and that was sorely needed as well. So. Exactly,
1: which makes it cool as well. Your ensemble, the bumbling sidekicks of not Benji even a, not and even and, close to Pegg and Ving Rhames. So yeah, loved it. I loved mean,
0: every second of it all the way through to the, the it's, finale. It's still the best, isn't it? Of yes. The, of the, of the oh, so much better than Rogue Nation. That's the reason why Rogue Nation is not as good because it had to measure up against this. Exactly. I wonder, oh. Sorry, I said Rogue Nation. Sorry, I meant Dead Reckoning.
1: Yeah. I hope Jeremy Renner is in a position where he might at least be considered for the next one. Dunno. I
0: mean, I, again, if, if we're going to now re add that into the continuity, that would be interesting.
1: Well, if you're writing the, because Christopher Wonkori wrote all of them, all these, most mm-hmm. of them anyway. So, well, you know, you wrote the last three. The last three, yeah. And the, and the last and one. And this was last was one we could do, yeah. So, uh, I can't wait to see where that's going as well. Mm. There you are. Yeah. All right.
0: Great. So, my number two, Wayne Kingsman. Kingsman. All right. Well, then this is going to be a little bit. Right, so, what info. is your number? So, I'll just run through my list. Go ahead, one so yours we'll and I'll do it as Number well. 10, Atomic Bond, nine, Skyfall, eight, Hannah, seven, The Lives of Others, six, tenant. 5, Mission, colon, Impossible 4, True Lies 3, Casino Royale 2, Kingsman of the Secret Service and number 1, Mission, Impossible colon, no wait, Mission, Fallout. Colon, Impossible Fuck off, Colon hyphen, Fallout right, my balls. is my number <laughs> 1 All right, well, this is spy film of all time and as you can tell, changed a lot in the last 460 episodes
1: Oh yeah, a little anachronistic right then because I'm 10, Charlie Wilson's War 9, Tenet, 8, Enemy of the State 7, No Way Out, 6, Sneakers Five true Lies, four kingsmen, three the men from uncle, two mission impossible fallout, one
0: skyfall.
1: That's right, skyfall, yeah. my number one. So there you are, ladies and I gentlemen. You paid attention. You did, well oh done, and even I shit. forgot <laughs> <laughs> I that I paid attention. Yes, that would make Why sense. Why don't you drop a few on I mench? do have a
0: couple of honorable mentions. Uh, North by Northwest from Alfred. Yeah, H. man. Very close to Yeah, my list. Great, great, great. Argo from 2012. Good one. The first two Austin awesome Powers films. So I had that in my <laughs> original list. <laughs> like, they're comedies. Yeah, like, I know. I know. I, I, anyone, and we do have a few. If you went that list, way with the list, they'd be on I, I, I get it. A number, and my last one, Burn no. After Reading.
1: I've got to watch it again. I've only seen it once and they did the, the, you know, the fucking Coen Brothers thing where I don't like it Let's the has got Brad time. the Pit. I know. I think I will watch it again. Um, mine that you haven't mentioned, Hunt for Red October. Love it. Yep. Zero Dark Thirty. Big surprise for me. Eye in the Sky. Remember that, Paul? Oh shit Isn't that a great fucking shit. film
0: Iron the Sky is a great oh, fucking film I'd have Iron the Sky over Atomic Blonde and Poppy Skyfall
1: Yeah And maybe Hannah as well Fuck and That's a tough that's one cool. uh, Munich Yep And uh, everything else Oh yeah, oh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Nah I Well look George Not, for me. Not I, for me I know I know I liked it Anyway there you are You're just, you're just swayed by the clue clue factor Definitely
0: cluey Alright then that's Alice What about yours Wrap up every episode of the show With a segment that we call The Pop 10 Talk, Talk about, about Talk about Potential. kicking off this week's pop 10 with Chris Sutherland, who said, Obviously, Kingsman won Goldeneye. I choose this Bond movie because it gave us one of the greatest games I of all time. It's amazing, do you understand that rationale? Well done, Chris. And Austin Powell's the first. Oh. Jonathan Lamb said, Kingsman when Matthew Vaughan still knew how to make a good movie. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs>
1: Everyone's on his dick about this,
0: man. <laughs> number two, Inglorious Bastards. This counts, right? Opening scene, the tavern scene are all time classics.
1: I guess they are spies. Uh, it's interesting. It's, it's more like a war take. film, but it was yeah, spy uh, stuff going on. I definitely thought it was a
0: war film, but well done there, Jonathan. Number one, Casino Royale slash Mission Impossible For That sounds like cheating to me, Jonathan, not reading anything more. <laughs> 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 Both are very top tier. I agree. Jonathan Kidd said, Born Identity number three. did not so uh, big fans of born films, are
1: we? Look, that first one with the Doug Laman thing, it was good. It was just a bit weird with the sped up fights. Mm. They weren't bad at all. Then no Wayne, you'll
0: all. be very pleased with this number two choice, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Fucking hell. <laughs> number one, Goldfinger slash Skyfall. A Bond that should top this list. Yeah. Again, cheating a little bit. And it did. Timothy Williams said, Austin Powers won, probably one of the greatest slapstick parody comedies. And number three, number two, The Kingsman. The church scene alone gets his high up. And number one, True Lies. Since the movie so many times, Bill Paxton doesn't get enough credit for playing that weasel dick cast. Absolutely. Album. Very, very well called there. Smiles Samani, Man, the mate to us said, a most wanted man, number three, possibly Philip Seymour Hoffman's finest role, but also his last before passing and the ending. Hmm. Okay. Ticketail of Soldier Spy cannot separate the Alec girls' original and the rematch Gary Oldman. They're both so fucking good. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I
1: you can't handle the truth. Uh, if you can I'm take your good. pick
0: whether it's your for smiley <laughs> that one. And number one north by Northwest, everything a great spy thriller should be, and surprisingly funny to boot, Hitchcock at his peak of his powers and Cary Grant at his finest. Great suit. <laughs> <Wait> <laughs> to take on the film. <laughs> Matt Evans said, Three True Lies, Two Femme
1: Nikita." Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, what a good show. Oh, that's a good fucking call, actually. That's good. Number one.
0: one, Firefox. Maybe not the best, but my favorite. <laughs> Denneithwood. Wood. <Denisewood. laughs> stealing that plane. I
1: guess he's a spy, but he's also a pilot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay.
0: John Slander said, "No way out." Maybe it's when I watched it, but that spy, but it does a yeah, spy plot twisting well, big time. Manchurian, Manchurian candidate. Mm-hmm. Who knew Jessica Fletcher could be such a good baddie? Number one, only picking one bond and going with, Go on. from Russia with love, more intrigue than action.
1: You know that the one on His Majesty's Secret Service, that one. A lot of people give shit to because that's George Lazenby only. Christopher Nolan and a lot of people say that's the best Bond film ever. Christopher Nolan people. Wow, there you go.
0: Christopher Nolan also said during the week he loves the Fast and Furious franchise. Did he? Yeah. (laughs) Take with grain. I suppose when you
1: make up on how you can say whatever you want.
0: Minahaka, okay, Dan, said number three, Notorious because Hitchcock. Number two, Atomic Bomb. Number one, Argo. If you have a problem with it, then Argo, fuck yourself. Oh,
1: okay, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Stephen Croon said, If looks could kill at number three, it may be nostalgia talking, but I rented this on VHS every school holiday and loved it. Wait, is that Richard, Richard Greco? Grieco? Grieco?
1: Yeah, whatever. Oh <laughs> my god, really? Yeah, okay. okay. Number two,
0: Kingsman the Secret Service, a fresh new take on the Spy genre. Number one, True Lies, one of my all time favorite films, infinitely rewatchable.
1: Remember that movie, Gotcha? No. Nah. Oh, you don't? No, it's the bit. It's a yeah. Okay, well you should check it out. <laughs> okay,
0: Peter Beta. Next up, Mission Impossible Three with Philip Seymour Hoffman, Austin Powers original, and again, True Lies. True Lies might be the winner. Yeah, it's it's it's, all, it's always on the list. All right, and last two to wrap it up, Jason Bar, the Ipcress File, Espionage at its Only picking one Bond though, so from Russia with Love, no. at his best as Bond in a film noir style caper, and the Bourne Identity redefines not just the modern spy film but the modern action film. That's a big call.
1: Big call. Big call.
0: And lastly, Kia Crow. Good to have you back, boy. She said, and possibly yeah. the best movie genre, in my opinion. What? Yes. Number three, True Lies. Number two, Skyfall. Number one, Mission Impossible. Colin, Fallout.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's pretty high, too.
0: Thank you so much. everyone, go back to us. Sorry we couldn't get through all of Really, truly do appreciate you taking the time to give us your thoughts. By out. the way,
1: Kia. Texted me during the week. Oh. She's like, "Tell me, Argyle isn't isn't what everyone's saying." Mm. And I gave her this kind of like roundabout, "Still go see it, but just be advised," kind of thing. And she's like, "Okay, let's see." I wonder what Kia thought. Uh, yeah, us Keir, like Keir. Tell us about it, Kia. Did Let you like Argyle?
0: Us, no. Wayne, we haven't decided what's happening next week. Four, no, six, two. No. But we'll we've be got all fun. the reviews planned out for like four months. We have not got a single <laughs> a countdown. How long to think of show? Of um, I works. think it might be a top. 10 of the 21st century genre thing, though. Okay, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we will figure that out. Why How have the good folks
1: get in touch with us? Let us know their feedback on the topics concerned. Google the Countdown Podcast, find our socials, join all of those things, uh, or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or visit the website, thecountdownpodcast.com.
0: Check out the Facebook listening Community links in the show notes. And of course, let's not forget. We're on X at the Countdown PC, as well as Podbean, where we host the show. Thank you so much for joining us today for this 461st Countdown that we've brought to you. I think that's it, really. Yeah, I think we're good. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been the soundboard, which has been rolling around in my head for some reason this week. It annoys the shit out of me, but here we go. Check this shit out, because you're a cunt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Paul uses a lot of soundboards of me. It's weird, people. Just let it happen, because I ain't got no choice. (laughs) We will catch you next time.
0: See ya!